Suppose your goal is to succeed at some challenging undertaking. You need to go into it fully realizing that you will likely experience lots of failure. You can substantially reduce the sting of this failure and thereby increase your eventual chance of success by engaging in a bit of creative framing. You can, in particular, think of your failures as obstacles rather than setbacks. That's a quote from the, the Stoic Challenge, this, this book I've been reading by Bill Irvine, which has been super helpful in using this framing concept that he just spoke about in that quote. And I had a little incident over the weekend that I had yeah, to. Yeah, yeah you did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah where, where I had to. Oh, man, I had to really dig to not <laughs> literally to not literally not be frustrated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. And. It, and I remember the whole time, like dealing with this situation, like. Okay. It's, it's not a problem. It's all good. It's just a little setback. How are we going to overcome this? Um, so just to back up a bit, uh, I was up in Vermont. We were skiing with Val, my wife, and our friend. And uh, we had a, this Airbnb um, at the bottom of a dirt road. <laughs> so like you turn off the road and you have to drive down this steep driveway, like 100 feet. Um, so we we parked both of our cars in the, you know, in the driveway behind the house. Um, and then overnight it, it snowed, which was fine. Like we have four wheel drive where we should have been okay. And we got, we got stuck. Um, and the funny part is, so like we get up and we're like prepping to go out for breakfast and then go ski the day. Um, so we, we leave we get the car out, we're driving down the road. And I thought my friends behind us, but he was stuck. He couldn't get out. So we drove back, we drove back and on the way back, you know, we pulled the car down the driveway and stopped it there, got my friend's car out. And then I was like, all right, now we just got to go back up. So I tried going in reverse up this driveway, icy driveway. And the day before it had rained and it was freezing. So there was like a sheet of ice and then snow on top. So it was rough. So I start backing up and even with all wheel drive on the, on the car, like we just started sliding into a ditch on the side. <laughs> and then I made it worse <laughs> by trying to get out of the ditch. So we ended up not being able to move, you know, car is basically on a 45 degree angle, two wheels in a ditch. And, uh, no breakfast, no skiing now. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, so we'll have to call the tow truck. We'll get this pulled out in an hour and then we can go eat and go skiing. Cool. Day is cut short, right? Wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the first tow truck comes and it's these two kids probably in their twenties and, uh, they didn't have the tools necessary. They didn't, they couldn't back up their tow truck you know, down the, down the driveway. So they tried to, uh, to winch it up with, uh, with some climbing rope that my friend had in his car. Cause they didn't have a cable long enough. 
we moved it a little bit, things snapped. And then they basically gave up and said, we can't do this. We're leaving. <laughs> Literally the dude was like, well, you know, we can do this and this, but you have to, you have to get it plowed. You have to get it sanded and I have to go straight up said, I can't do it right now. I have to leave. And clearly we were frustrated. So guy, guy left. We had to get another tow company to come in and she didn't even try three hours later, by the way, she showed up, didn't even give, give it a chance. Just told um, you no. Just was like, yeah, there's no way I'll do this. I can do it. Not without um, the right equipment, whatever. I'm like, okay. But at this time it was, you know, we were up at 7am trying to leave. And this was like noon. Finally didn't happen. Frustrated again. And, uh, we finally, we actually got my friend's car out and I sent, I sent him and, and my wife to go get breakfast. So I was like, please go get some food. And then we, we just couldn't get the other car out. We're just stuck. Finally, we got another company to come and this guy was smarter and uh, more logical and helpful and owned it for real and helped us out. He got us out in fucking 10 minutes. <laughs> 10 minutes. So we waited eight hours to get out to, for a 10 minute job. And I realized like, all right, we're in the middle of nowhere in Vermont. Things might be a little slower paced. And I just took all these steps and I got to be honest, it was hard to not be frustrated. It was hard to not get angry. Wild. And then finally we get out it's three 30. The mountain closes at four. Oh man. And I was, and we have a four and a half hour drive home. So I'm like, all right, we just spent Go the home. whole day, spent the whole day in the, in the Airbnb. I got to read, I got to do my workout. I got to drink plenty of water, stuck to my diet and felt good. And so you just missed out on skiing, just missed out on one day. You know, we were there for three days, got two days in <clears throat> Really looking forward to it because we finally got a ton of snow, new snow, and the weather was beautiful that day. Um, and we spent the day arguing over who's going to dig out the car, and <laughs> which, you know, it's, it's, it's silly. And I, I, I can't say arguing. We were not arguing. We were just, we were all just a little flustered. Um, and I held it together and, and, I attribute it to a lot of the lessons learned here. Um, just back to that quote, by engaging in a bit of creative framing, you can in particular think of your failures as obstacles rather than setbacks. And was this a failure in some ways? It, it was a failure of, you know, you know, patience, planning, those things failed. So I took it as for what it is and that's the way to go. Like whatever's in front of you, whatever challenges are in front of you, like, Hey, they got to get done. Like, what are we going to do? Just sit here and complain, sit here and whine. <laughs> no, we got to, we got to pass the time and we got to do the work. Were there any moments during this day that you, you aren't proud of yourself for, or did you like fully hold it together? Cause I, I've, I've, uh, 
I've had some um, similar circumstances where things have just gone <clears throat> completely awry and I'll have a moment where I lose it and then I reel myself back in and then I, and then I'm able to focus on making a decision and coming up with a solution. But in that moment of pure frustration and disappointment, because, because that's what it comes down to, you know, it's, I'm frustrated that I have to deal with this and I'm disappointed that I'm not doing the thing that I wanted to do. So, and the combination of the two, personally, the combination of those two, just, they put me into, they put me into a feeling that sometimes I just, I feel compelled to release. I'm not going to sit here and say I have to release it, but in the moment I do release it and then, you know, feel like a child throwing a tantrum after Mm. the fact, uh, I'm human though. So sometimes we lose control and the more, you know, and this is what we're going to be getting at. The more we put ourselves into difficult circumstances by choice, the better we get at reacting to these. Uh, And I just, I feel like you've had a lot more experience in personal choice of difficult situations. So did you have any moments of poor reaction? And then I guess that would just be a judgment on who's thinking what's poor or not, but. So my, yeah, no, no. And I'm proud of that. The, the one thing though, and this is the challenge, this is the, um, this is the work is when you, when you get into situations like this, when you're faced with, um, something that, you know, a, a situation where a lot of people would, would lash out or would uh overreact what happens is you experience the the event and then emotions occur and there's positive emotions negative emotions it's usually mixed the the true resilience is not in pushing anger and frustration away it's in simply that not being an option. So when you get to this, um, when you get into a situation like this, car is stuck in a ditch, right? Frustrated. You, you're just, I'm just visualizing like my day ruined. When I get, when I get to a point where something like this happens and I no longer visualize my ruined day, that's when I know I've won where instead you visualize the opportunities that are now in front of you in a different direction. So in a way I felt I I definitely can chalk up a win in that I managed my frustration and anger very well. I, and I even said this to Val on the drive home. I, I was like, that was hard for me to control. And I really hope that I did a good job and showed some strength here to keep you guys calm because you know, she's not thinking about it like this. And my friend is simply is definitely not. So I I had to stay in control. So I was proud on that end, but I felt guilt a lot of the time because I was, I was angry. I was frustrated and I was, I was putting out something else. So I was essentially wearing a mask and the, the long-term result here is that yes, I will be better for this, 
and, and putting myself into these hard situations will allow me to be better for this. The outcome that I'm looking for is when I encounter a situation where anger and frustration would be acceptable in most circles, I would not even feel those things. And I used to believe that, you know, stoicism, which is something I've been studying for a long time, um, was just this philosophy of concealing your negative emotions. Whereas in truth, it's rather than concealing negative emotions, you only focus on the positive emotions. Which the framing, turn, the, the framing effect. Which in turn is how you handle the negative emotions. Right. And at, and at a point, those negative emotions are simply not an option. And they don't even come about. I'd really like to get a conversation going with somebody that like is an expert on emotions. Cause that's something that is just way out of my lane. That um, would be interesting. Yeah. I, uh, all I do know is that you are allowed to feel whatever you're feeling. You are allowed to feel it. Sadness, anger, frustration, happiness, joy. If that's how you feel in that moment and you want to express it, you you're, you're allowed to express it. Like, um, uh, I've run into a lot of times where I feel like I'm not allowed to feel a certain way, you know, and as I, as, as we keep growing, you know, I'm just like, at some points, I'm just like, I got to feel this out. You know, I got to sit here and sit in this and, and try and recognize what it's trying to get me to understand at the moment. Why am I sad about this? Why am I happy about this? Why do I feel this sense of pure rage in this moment? And I want to break everything that's in front of me. Um, that's called thinking. And uh, yeah, really simply, crazy, it's right? just, it's just <laughs> thinking when there's you essentially the way that you're describing these emotions, you're using them to, like split yourself into and have an internal dialogue, right? As to why you're feeling a certain way and, or why you shouldn't be feeling a certain way. And, and, and yes, you're allowed to experience these emotions. However, there is no excuse for allowing them to control you. If you can separate the emotion from the action then you're doing, then you're doing good work and then you're going to make some progress and then you're going to feel less stuck and less, less of the emotion. It'll, it'll be less intense until it's not there at all. And, and to your point about being allowed to experience these things, at some point, anger and frustration are simply not serving you. Oh, absolutely. And so because you experience them so much, ask yourself what it is that that you could be doing better so that you no longer experience those things. And 
more importantly, you experience more of the other stuff, the joy, the passion, the excitement, like those are the emotions you'd like, you'd, you want to feel. I'm, I'm beginning to recognize that we're totally getting off topic here. I'm beginning to recognize, or maybe we're staying right on that most frustrations in our lives are caused by things that are outside of our control. Uh, Accidents happen. People make decisions that aren't in line with your expectations of them. Um, and, and things just go a different way than what you had hoped for. And that's what cause causes frustration. And recently it's only really been within like the last week that I'm developing a genuine understanding that life happens mm. and the best way to handle being frustrated is understanding that life happens and giving yourself and those around you some grace and instead of getting upset about things just help see something that needs to be taken care of that you had hoped somebody else would have taken care of it, do it. Somebody's driving slow in front of you. Maybe they're scared. Back off. Get off their bumper. Just be patient. The things that make us mad are totally outside of our control. That's called ownership. Wait, have we <laughs> talked about that before? <laughs> no. No, not once. You're right. I do have a lot of experience putting myself intentionally into fucked up situations. Right. And this is this is the uh this is the meat and potatoes of of what we would like to talk about today. The, and so the difficult stuff that we do intentionally to help us deal with the difficult stuff that life places on us that is unexpected. Right, right. Like the the only reason we squat heavy in the gym is so that when we are faced with challenges in real life that mimic a squat, it should be easier, right? It, it improves our functionality from a physical perspective. So we, we can apply the same concepts of training to, to, to the mind. It's, it's like a cognitive mental fitness in a way, simply by putting yourself into difficult situations. I made a post about this the other day and I got a, I got some feedback from somebody and it was that, <clears throat> yes, it's true that doing hard physical activities will, will make you better. I don't, I, I believe that my point was not clear enough but but what she was getting at was like it's doing not just these hard things, yeah but doing these things like physical things like make us better but what about the people who are non-athletic or not physical I was, well i was like one they need to get off their ass and True. and move and do things that are difficult you but mean, it applies yeah. to directions like the idea is not that it's a hard thing and you can just do it like like doing a workout that's really difficult just to say you did it. Like that's, that's not 
there's no point to that, but doing something, anything where something can potentially go really wrong, right? Like she, she made the, the example of like, you know, what if, what if someone got up on stage and did an open mic night? Like it gets you out of your comfort zone, like a stand-up comedy open mic thing. I was like, oh, cool. But what if the stage falls? What if the stage breaks and you fall on your face? What if the microphone, you trip over the microphone and fall off? Like, that's what I'm talking about. Like put yourself into these situations where like, all right, there's a likelihood that something will go wrong and you start small. You make mistakes, you fail, you do something dumb so that you never do it again, right? You do something physical, like an event, a physical event, and you just totally screw it up or you run into a wall or you trip or you roll your ankle, like something goes horribly wrong and you're faced with this adversity and like, all right, that's, that's a setback. It's not the end of the world. So what are you going to do about it? How are you going to overcome this and use it to your advantage now? That's the point that we're getting at. How many people have we witnessed develop a minor injury and just completely stop moving their bodies? It's, all, and it's, be- I, I know, right? At and some point, yeah. At some point. And it's, and it's fully because <clears throat> that they now are faced with adversity and they're not used to it. They're so used to feeling a certain way. And once they feel differently, they believe that everything has to change. Mm-hmm. Like doing hard things on a regular basis regularly helps us develop the ability to adapt and overcome. Right. Cause it's, 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 it's a familiar experience. And I really didn't, this began in March of 2020 for me. I wasn't bought in. I, to, to like the concept of, seriously pursuing challenge like i have done it you know like i did a tough mutter i did a spartan race you know i've done hard things for the last uh, 10 years but there was never once intention behind it it was it was like you said oh i did that yeah i did that now it's like i embrace it go out for my walk and it's raining and I get excited. Mm. You know, like to, today is one of the coldest days that we've had so far this year. And I'm pumped. Like, I'm like, yes, when I get outside, when I get outside today, it's going to be cold and it's going to remind me that I'm alive, mm-hmm. you know, and it's going to remind me that if, if I can go for a walk for 45 minutes in this temperature, I can do other things too. And the more and more you expose yourself, just the, the easier it gets conceptually, like the work is still hard. It's not, oh, yeah. it's not an easy, easy task to, to complete. It is though easier to process because you know, 
you know the formula now. You know how your body reacts, how your emotions will will be affected, and you can, you know, take the steps in advance to correct those things. You can start again. Starting small is the way to go. Like if you've never put yourself into uncomfortable situations, then you know you will get anxiety in those in those situations. And I, I've seen it like, you know, go back to the, the Spartan race thing, like the obstacle stuff. Um, I used to, I used to do a lot of those. They were just fun, but I was at a level of fitness where I could handle the physical obstacles where I could handle the uncomfortableness, the mud and the, the sun and that stuff. And then you look around and there's other people who are just struggling, struggling yeah. hard. And I'm like, get out of the way. (laughs) Dude, dude, how many people do you think sign up for these events searching for what we're talking about and have no clue that that's actually what they're searching for? That they're searching for this ability to handle life and the challenges that it throws at us. And they're just like, oh, I'm going to do this Spartan race and it's going to be cool. Mm. And deep down inside... And what they really need to understand is that they should be doing Spartan races every single day, not a Spartan race every single day, but seriously, serious mental and physical challenge on a daily basis, whether it's five minutes or an hour, you know, like for for example, uh, I've been, I've been working in you know, fitness for 10 years now. And I've heard over and over again about the benefits of doing the cold shower. And it scared me, you know, I'm, I prefer to be warm. You know, I have a Hmm. goal. I have a goal that someday I'm going to spend 365 days in a warm climate because that's something I have yet to experience is a full year of being warm, living in central Pennsylvania. (laughs) Now, that's not true. I experienced it when I was a baby, but I don't remember. But now in 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 the last 20 days, I've developed an excitement to be outside, to be cold, to, and I'm so much happier. I I just it baffles me how much I used to let winter change control my mood. I gave it permission to have this power over me. And now I'm just like, nah, I'm gonna go play. <laughs> it's it becomes everything we do is a habit. Mm-hmm. Everything we do is out of habit. Being comfortable is a habit. And while, yeah, it's some of these things will suck. Cold showers are not fun, right? They're, they're difficult. We, we habitually take hot showers though. I remember when I was um, younger uh, in my teens, I worked at a summer camp and the showers at this camp were, open air. So that means it was a big concrete building with no roof. It was a, well, it was an open air roof. So there was just a covering 
And then you hit the butt, you hit a button and water comes out and it was one temperature. And that temperature was cold as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember going in and I'm, and I'm used to it. I'm like, you know, 15, 14, whatever. Um, and I'm used to at being home, you know, in a house taking hot showers and sometimes spending, you know, 20 minutes in the shower. And now I'm like, all right, I, I got my, my soap ready. <laughs> I'm going to go in and I'm going to quickly get clean. And I mean, like my showers were a minute or so, but I was, and it was cold and it had to be done. And, and you know what, after the first three of, of like the summer, I was, you got happy. used to it. I was happy doing it. I was like, oh, I get, I get to take a shower. And I just didn't even give it any mind. I was like, all right, it's cold. It is what it is. I have to do it. I'm going to do it. You know, there were nights or days where it was just uh, a nuisance. You just do it. And then it became a habit. And this is, this is something I've been doing on and off for a long time now, like the cold shower thing. That's it's pleasant at points. Still extremely difficult, except now hey turn off the hot water just stand there and breathe and it is what it is you know i'm i'm here i'm doing what i got to do and because now i'm comfortable speaking of breathing that's another great way to handle life and the adversities it throws at us is just taking a moment and pressing the pause button taking a huge deep breath assessing the situation yeah. I'm really excited to learn more about that stuff. We will soon. You know, the more we dive into the breath, you'll you'll realize how how much it controls the other stuff. It's the gateway between the body and the mind. And the better your breathing is because it is a skill, the the more resilient you'll be, I believe. Did you know people hold their breaths on average like 10,000 times a day? I believe you're, it. You're doing it right now. I believe oh, I'm speaking, so I'm holding my breath. Um, you know, it, every time, most often when taking on a new skill, people hold their breath. Why am I so out of breath right now? Because you're just learning how to do the thing so you literally do not know how to do the thing and breathe at the same time <laughs> it's uh i catch myself at the beginning of bmx season and i'll take a run through the woods and i'll get to the end and my heart is just pounding mm. and i'm like i forgot to breathe <laughs> like <laughs> i totally yeah. for i totally forgot to breathe from the top of the hill to the bottom of the hill and i'm just like oh Oh yeah, breathing and riding bikes at the same time is important. <laughs> the it becomes autonomous, right? It's a, it's an automatic um, function that we that we have, and and to stay on topic, the putting when you when you're in a challenging situation, something new, especially, and you're encountering a challenging situation, or you have this obstacle in the way, and and you you have a choice to make, like react poorly or or deal with it if your breathing is in check and it is autonomous, then, then it'll be much easier to adapt to. 
And this, this is something, man, we're, we're definitely going to be talking about a lot more. And that's, it's just part of the resilience factor, part of that, that com- it's one of the components of, of being more resilient and being, being stronger overall. Is that what we're really searching to teach people? Resiliency? Resilience. It's possible. It's what we've been developing, uh, developing ourselves anyway. Un- unknowingly, like like you said, now now we have in- an intention. Now we have a, a focus or a purpose, and. I, I do pride myself on that, on the, on the resilience that I have to, to overcome some things. And, and I, I believe that part of it is, you know, yeah, I'm physically capable of a lot. Also, I'm physically capable of a lot because of my resilience, because of my mental fortitude, like, like put me in a hard situation and I'm not going to bitch about it. I'm just going to do it. Yep. Right. Give me a hard workout to do. I'm going to get it done and I'm going to enjoy it. And that's resilience. You know, put me eight hours locked in an Airbnb waiting for a tow truck dealing with people. I might not be happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will do it though. And I will get it. I will end the day on a positive note, which I, I might did. need to take, I might need to take a walk and be by myself for five minutes. <laughs> right. Which I did. I sent out my wife and my friend for breakfast. And in that time I grabbed a shovel and just started shoveling snow, random piles of snow. And it wasn't even my house. And I shoveled the stairs and I shoveled like the driveway. I just started shoveling shit. Just to, just to be in, <laughs> just be in control of something. Well, you do need some, I, I, you know, you need some physical work to tie in to manage your emotions. If yeah. you, if, if you cannot control it, like, Hey, resort to just moving yourself, like get your heart rate up, take deeper breaths. I love it. Do accomplish a task. And Hey, at, at least I shoveled that snow. And at the end I was like, this looks nice. <laughs> it's you know like, what? <laughs> hey, some right there is something that went right in the moment. Hell yeah. You create, you got to create some wins, (laughs) create the wins within the obstacles. Ooh, that's a fun one. I'm going to put that. That's a a really good one. Awesome, man. Hey, next, next week, let's, uh, well, we won't, we won't be on next week, but we'll, we'll be able to record some more soon. Um, I want to, I want to piggyback on this topic with our buddy Lance, who we're going to get, he just shot us a text message. Oh, cool. Um, and then we got a couple more people that, that are slated for, for February. We got um, some breath work. We're going to be talking about goal setting. And we have some new tools that are going to be under our belts, which we'll be able to share. Because we and, start lifted coaches courts next week. Yeah, man. And if you've been following us, we've, we've talked a lot about getting people together and we're doing it March 6th, right? That's the date. Yeah. So we'll be talking more about that too. And I'm really excited for it. But Ron... Matt. Love you, man. Love you too, bro.